Oh, one more. What, yeah. was, what was your formation today? Oh, I don't know if I should answer that. <laughs> what did it look like? Well, it, it looked like 5-3-2 initially uh -huh. in the first 30 minutes. Yeah. That's what it looked like. Out of possession. Perhaps. Out of possession. We like to oh, flex yeah. in and out of a few uh, systems in and out of possession. Okay, okay. Um, so I don't know if I can give the game away on that Well, well okay, right. Look, I just I just say that it, there I'll was... I'll keep you guessing. Yeah, come back <laughs> I'll look, well, I'll come back. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Always come back. But it did look, which is why I asked my initial question about what was the game plan. Hello, 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 and welcome to On and Off the Pitch. Those are the words of Mel Phillips, the former head coach stroke manager of London City Lionesses. Uh, what a weekend. We have a quick raunchy roundup for the fixtures for the Barclays Women's Championship and Barclays WSL. I'm Rodney Cyrus. I'm flying solo tonight. Emma's got the night off. But uh, on a weekend filled with frozen pitches, cancelled games, and Coventry winning. Oh, Coventry winning their first game. Is it on? We um, start with the news uh, that Mel Phillips is no longer the head coach and stroke manager of London City Lionesses. Uh, after watching a delicious win away to Crystal Palace, uh, Mel's departure from the club is a bit of a shock to me, is a real shock. And um, it took place, occurred uh, after their game or cancelled game uh, against Bristol City Women, which would have been a really fantastic fixture to watch. But obviously due to the extreme weather conditions, the game was cancelled due to pitch concerns and player safety. Uh, but in, in terms of Mel and how I have you know, being able to speak to her after uh, games, post-match comments, uh, interviews, just general chit-chat and her demeanour around the club. I think she's a fantastic manager. You know, by all accounts, I, I genuinely believe that she's probably one of the best tactical managers in, in the Barclays Women's Championship. She's the vision, uh, she had the direction and the support. Those are kind of three words, buzzwords that you would use to describe any leader and by all accounts I would say that Mel Phillips had had that in in, in bundles and um, what I saw from her in the time that she was at London City Lionesses she developed good players she was um, able to acquire or the club were able to acquire under her leadership good players clear vision um, as a manager leader head coach she provided good support uh, for those around her, care for anyone who fell within her shadow and beyond. Um, the media, and this is the thing I'm going to say, just I'll take it a little bit away from the media, the mainstream media, the, the ones that actually follow the game, the women's game, and have, and have actually championed to a degree uh, the championship football, they've missed the trick. They have really missed out on a real gem of a manager, a tactician. Um, and for those who were fortunate to play for her, those who were fortunate to have spent time with her in the football world in this country, you know, they will no doubt, as they have already, just be really grateful and thankful for the time that they spent with her and, and what she offered them. And if you're not sure, and if you doubt, go and check out the London City Lionesses Twitter feed. It's there to see. Now, 
Mel is now on her way to Angel City. And uh, they announced the news on their Twitter account, you know, so on, on Monday, they are over the moon uh, with with her acquisition. Absolutely, like, giddy with someone who's a tactician, defensively sound in terms of the way that she has set up her teams and and will no doubt do so and help Angel City in, in their endeavours going forward. But what does it mean for London City Lionesses? Right, I already know that fans of Bristol are rubbing their hands, thinking, oh, she's no longer there. The wheels are going to fall off. Mel Phillips, I have to be honest, is, has been or will be regarded as the 12th player for London City Lionesses. May not necessarily be the most vocal. You do hear her, but not like in terms of shouting all the time. But other teams, other head coaches, managers will be absolutely giddy. They'll send a praise and, you know, nice to meet you and all of that stuff. But they will be giddy with the news that uh, Mel Phillips is no longer in charge at London City Lionesses. They will be rubbing their hands with joy, um, thinking that she will no longer be there. What will happen for them as a team? London City Lionesses... I can say from what I've seen, have a very strong base developed under her. They have a very strong and established ethos developed under Mel. And because of that, because of that, I would say for those other teams, fans, don't get too carried away. The foundations are good in the club that so many ridicule that because they don't have an established fan base. The club is in a good, the club is good position, very good position. Um, now, in terms of going forward, they've turned to someone in-house. Nikita will be taking over, I believe, maybe in the short term. Um, check out London City Lionesses, uh, their, their Twitter Twitter feed and, and their, their website in terms of the details about Nikita and, and what they've got to go forward. No doubt she'll have the backing of the players, no doubt. She will have the backing of, of the management above her, which they would do because they've named her already is to, to, to step in. Um, their pride, as they know, um, will stay close. Their pride will pull in and dig in and they will do whatever it takes to, you know, going forward game by game as every team would no doubt do if they were in a similar situation. So there is no prediction from me uh, in regards to what may occur for the rest of the season uh, in terms of results and, and going forward. This season was always going to be an exciting one. The changes and the movement that have been happening over the, the, the weeks have been absolutely fantastic for those who have been interested and those who have watched the championship. Mel's departure just adds a little bit of additional ingredient to an already tasty dish because you're going to see what the players are made of. You're going to see what the club is made of. Really and truthfully, you are. And that is the most important thing about um, what's going to happen going forward. It is going to be absolutely entertaining regardless of, of whether the head coach is there or not. We're going to go and now take a quick look at the results from last weekend. Ahoy! 
Uh, okay, so um, it was very cold. It was very cold last weekend. And it uh, probably is going to get a little bit more colder as well. But we talk about the results. Charlton's game at home was postponed. Bristol City's game at home was also postponed. So Charlton Lewis will have to take place at another time and place. And Bristol City and London City, very tasty game, regardless of where they are in the league, is going to have to take place at another time in the calendar. Now, considering that January, before you know it, we're going to blink and we're going to see international football come up upon us again, I asked the question, wouldn't it be easier to just postpone the championship until, say, the end of January so that we can get beyond the kind of frozen pitch scenario, flooded pitch scenario, and, and we can all enjoy our football? Just a suggestion. Anyway, moving away from that very quickly. Uh, Birmingham at home hosted Sunderland. Big, big, big game. Didn't know where, uh, where this was going to go. Actually thought that Birmingham were going to do it. Birmingham slip up at home, losing by three goals to one. Uh, Pennock on the scoreline for them, but Sunderland put in Birmingham down, no chance. Um, Emily Scar, Jessica Brown and Grace McCatty with all of the goals. Um, one in the first half, the rest in the second half, really good result for Sunderland. Fantastic for, for the lasses. Birmingham probably didn't expect to trip up at home, but they have. What does it mean for their title challenge going forward? Still a lot of games to play. Only 12 teams in the league. Anything can happen. Now, apart from the news of the weekend, which I thought was Mel Phillips leaving London City Lionesses, this is a very close second. Coventry, <laughs> Coventry 3, Crystal Palace 2. I, hey, like, you know, I, I, I'm just giddy with the, the fact that I've said that Coventry 3, Crystal Palace 2. Coventry get a win. They get their marks on the board. They must be so happy with that. Um, McAteer, Morris and Ryan Doyle with the goals. Uh, Coventry scoring in the third minute. I mean, that must have really unsettled Crystal Palace, who in the previous game took an absolute mauling from London City Lionesses. So they were still reeling. And I did feel that that game was going to kind of linger in their souls a little bit. And it looks like it has, despite them getting two goals against Coventry, this victory will hurt just as much as the 5-0 against uh, London City Lionesses because this is against a team that could not get any luck at all. And they have got points on the board. So it really does make it interesting going forward in the next few weeks. The, the tasty dish that is the championship has just got a little bit tastier. All power to Coventry and their players. Crystal Palace going to need to find their mojo very, very soon. Away from there, Sunderland United at home. They hosted Blackburn Rovers. I mean, you can't call it. Now, Blackburn have done really well this season. Watched them play against um, London City Lionesses away. They really know how to dig in and, and, and upset the apple cart. Sheffield United, nothing's really going right for them, I would say, this season. Considering the talent on their roster, the players that I know personally who are dedicated to the club and, and, and actually hardworking, this is not going well. You know, so they, they drop points, whether you can say that Sheffield United drop points at home, but they draw 1-1 with Blackburn. Blackburn, again, will be super happy. Uh, Saffron Jordan, again, doing what she does getting into the, the house of goals on the score sheet for Blackburn. Giddy time for Blackburn. Sheffield United, not so much giddy, but dizzy. Um, Durham, Southampton, 
tough game to call. Southampton, again, showing that they're a tough team to crack and doing what they do well, um, not trying to lose. And this is a, a nil-nil. Durham, again, a team that so much was promised and this season it just hasn't materialised for them. I'm sure they'll be very, very, very upset. So in terms of the league table as it stands, bottom up, let's do this. 12th, Coventry, United, with three points on the board. Yes! Uh, just above them, Sheffield United, um, with eight points. So, you know, it all it, everyone starts looking over their shoulder now. Durham, 10th place with 12 points. Blackburn, uh, 9th with 13. Sunderland with 13. Crystal Palace with 15. Lewis with 16. Birmingham with 19 points. Charlton, game, you know, to be reconvened. Uh, with 19 points, and then Southampton with 20 points. So now played 12 games, Southampton, and it's the two at the top. Bristol in second place, who have played 10 games with 23 points, and top of the table, London City Lionesses, 24 points. It's going to be interesting going forward. If Charlton get them their act together and they put on a, on a decent string, they're in the mix for sure, and so are Birmingham still, but losing points at home against... What I would say is a team that you might have thought about getting all three points again. It's just something. So it's really interesting, really hotting up. Absolutely enjoy what's happening with the championship. Mel Phillips's departure is one thing, but it will not deter. It will not deter anything in terms of what's going to happen in terms of the results. This is going to be an interesting season going forward. Now, this is a quick roundup, and I said I'm flying solo today because Emma, who's just working her socks off, and I hope Emma's all right. Hello, Emma, how are you? Um, it's just me, so we're doing it really quick, really rapid. So we're going to jump over, literally, the garden fence, jump over the garden fence and talk about the WSL and what's going on over there. Go big WSL news. Even though someone's top of the league, there's a team that's top of the league in the WSL. St still not happy. Bleep. Bleep. Uh, games in terms of results. Tottenham Hotspur at home to Leicester. Game postponed. Again, weather, I'm assuming. It was cold. Brighton uh, postponed um, against their game with regards to Arsenal weather-wise. So those games are going to be determined at another time. Hopefully when the weather's warmer, we'll see what happens in the next few weeks in terms of the weather generally. It's going to be an issue. Everton, joy. Three goals to the good against West Ham. Wow. Uh, what can I say? Everton, so many times, you know, on this pod chat, we talked about you, where you might be in terms of challenging. Didn't say anything about you this season, but you're doing really well. Really good goals. You know, Beaver Jones, who was previously on loan at uh, Bristol in the Championship, uh, showing what she can do in the WSL, WSL player all day long. And be, Bristol fans will be happy that she's on the score sheet, but sad that she's not at Bristol anymore. West Ham, you know, not your day away from home. Cold weather, could it be? Difficulties? Who knows? Uh, but it all makes for an interesting pot in terms of the football um Jackpot. Everton, good for you. West Ham, unlucky. Now, even though this score line meant that Manchester United was going to go top of the league, and it did, he's like 1-0 away to Reading. Um, Manchester United have a, a real host of talented players and they've 
acquired two really good internationals, young internationals as well, uh, French and Canadian. Uh, the names escape me at the moment, so forgive me about that. Uh, but a 1-0 win away to Reading is not too bad. You know, you're not always going to go to Reading and score four or five goals because if you were doing that every week, the champ or the WSL wouldn't as be as entertaining as it is. And it is what it is. But Manchester United are top of the league with this result. Chelsea's game, we'll talk about, did, didn't really happen, but did happen in bits. Um, again, those results will kind of fall in favour for Manchester United. So Manchester United sit pretty. But Reading, not to concede more than one will be a really good thing for them. Uh, Kelly Chambers is really up against it in terms of like the league position. And I'm sure the Reading players will do their bit to make sure that they don't drop out into the championship. But if they do, we welcome you. Um, away from there, Manchester City, they don't... When I spoke to Emma last time, she thought this was going to be a tough game. But that Carla Ward is showing her worth. And it's not that she wasn't before. Everyone loves Carla Ward. I mean, like everyone. Almost like every fan loves Carla Ward. You know, across the league, I think she's fantastic. They really, really do. And it seems like the players do as well. She's got players that are there now. Kirsty Hansen, who was at Manchester United. Rachel Daly, you know, the striker who plays for the Lionesses at right back or left back. Go figure. You know, she's pulling in talented players. I think Staniforth's there now from Manchester United after her time at uh, and you know, sitting on the subs bench for more than a season, she's got a good bunch of players there, experienced professionals. They're showing what they can do. One-one is great score for Aston Villa, even though it is. I'm sure that Carla Wood would be upset that she didn't get all three points. Likewise with Taylor, he'll be upset with the way that they've played. Probably, Manchester City fans have to be grateful that it wasn't a loss. And they're still in the mix. They're still close to the top three. But with so many games left, it's going to be difficult. Manchester United are top. That will grate Manchester City fans at this moment in time. It will grate them. So let's see what happens. And the last fixture to talk about in terms of the WSL, Chelsea versus Liverpool, suspended. Now, normally you see a game postponed, which you think, OK, postponed, what does that mean? But suspended means the game actually began. Now, even though this game has been played at Chelsea's home ground, a ground that they've been at for a number of years, they haven't bounced around to different grounds like other teams in the WSL where they kind of, you know, go here. This is their ground, you know. It doesn't have undersaw heating. Now, the question is, whose fault is that? Is it the club's fault or is it the league's fault? I don't know if the league are responsible for under, underground heating. And I know there's a lot of conversation around frozen pitches and this, is the, and this is disgusting because the game was actually being shown on the BBC. Okay, maybe it highlighted the fact that there are a discrepancy in terms of finances between the women's game and the men's game. We don't need a TV programme or a game of football to know that there are discrepancies. Last week, and I'll say it again, and, I, and I've said it before, I don't know what Barclays get out of, of sponsoring the women's game. Is there enough investment? Is it just about television? What happens in terms of these fixtures? Now, if we know that we're going to have extreme weathers and the pitches are going to be frozen, if you're expecting players to come back and play after a, a, a Christmas break and you, you think, well, we're playing in January, the likelihood, even for Sunday league footballers of the age of 15, the pitch might be frozen on the moor somewhere. You're expecting professional team to have something in place. And if they don't, that's down to the club. It's nothing to do with the league. So I've answered my own question, really. Suspended, it means that the, the referee, for one, 
thought the game could go ahead, but because temperature changed probably too quickly and the players were falling around within the six or seven minutes that when he realised that this was an, an issue, that this was going to be an issue, this could have been decided when the players were doing a warm up. They do a warm up. They do an extensive warm up for roughly about thirty five to forty minutes. Really do. They would have known whether or not it was going to be suitable for them to have played on that pitch. Now, they didn't. They took the decision. The referee did the right thing in terms of protecting the players. But going forward, the conversation will be had probably the next time there is a frozen pitch. Whose responsibility is it? Now, if you're a big money club and you're attached to one of the richest men in the world, ask a question. But I don't know whether or not it's the league's decision. Everyone else, if they know that it's going to be frozen pitches that either say the game's postponed or we actually do something about it. Whatever that is, who knows? Who knows? Uh, the league for the WSL, Manchester United top, looking good. 25, 28 points. Chelsea just behind, um, 28 points. I mean, it's just great. Different people, it looks different. Arsenal probably a bit jittery. They play 10 games. They can be on 28 points as well when they play their game in hand. Manchester City, as I've said, they drew that game. They're probably thinking we could uh, could be on the same points. Points at this stage in the season within the WSL are just as important as, or more important, obviously, as I say, as goal difference. But when you're that close, dropping two points here or there is going to be, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Everton, just behind Manchester City in fifth, doing well with their 3-0 win, 18 points. Aston Villa, Carla Ward. Everyone loves you, Carla. Everybody. Even Manchester United fans love you. They do. Uh, West Ham in seventh place. So they're still not too bad. Tottenham, who have not had a very good season. I'm sorry. Um, and, and the strangest thing is when I say Tottenham not having a very good season, who scores the goal for Manchester United? The person who spent more times on the sub bench for them this season, Rachel Williams. <laughs> who knew what she'd be able to do if she stayed at Tottenham? Hello. Um, Liverpool, a shocker. Let's just say it as it is. They've not helped themselves, I don't think, this season. Some of their performances are not the performances that I saw in the Championship. And some will say it's the Championship. No, it's about the performance. It's not about the league. Uh, Reading, uh, seven points. Brighton, seven points. And Leicester with three points. It's all looking interesting. But despite being top of the league, there is still no love for Mark Skinner. Mm, mm, mm. I don't know what that man has to do. I honestly believe if Manchester United won the league, he would still not be liked. He would not be liked by a certain section of the fan base. Not all of them, but some of them. That's it in terms of a quick and speedy roundup for uh, on and off the pitch. There's so much to say in terms of transfers that I haven't kept my eye on, but this is what it is. Um, so much to say. I'm more concerned about the championship and I won't even lie. I am. Because the WSL will take care of itself with its frozen, not frozen pitches. No one bats an eyelid at the championship, uh, but that's what we're here for. We do. I'm Roddy Cyrus. This is on and off the pitch. And for London City Lionesses, you keep moving forward. The championship's where it's at if you want to see all the good footballing stuff. Don't you forget it. Until next time, laters.
Welcome to On and Off the Pitch.